welcome back to another week of the Tea Please podcast. Welcome to your Monday if you listen on launch days. New episodes come out every single Monday. If you're not already subscribed, make sure that you are so you never miss an episode. Tell a friend, you know, spread the word, whatever you can do to help a podcast out. This week's episode feels really fitting because we are in mid-January. The holiday glow has kind of faded at this point. Everyone probably has their Christmas decorations taken down unless you haven't, in which I support you in that. I might be in that same boat if we had decorated this year, but if you have been following along on Instagram, you know that I had this huge move this last week. So this marks one full week of moving into our new place and being here this week. And it has for sure been an interesting week. We had to figure out how to get our internet and Wi-Fi situation figured out for work. So we were working from coffee shops and other places Monday and Tuesday. I actually went into the office on Thursday and lots of things are not in our typical routine right now. But overall, I'm feeling a little bit more settled with everything and excited to show you as we continue to flip this thing and the changes that we make to it because there are so many. Follow along at the Tea Please podcast Instagram. I think on stories, I'm probably gonna do house updates just on the weekends. I think that makes the most sense just so I'm not like getting too chaotic with the content that I put out there, which I'm really trying to get focused on because last year I think was a lot of testing and figuring out what I really wanted to speak on then I didn't really know what that was going to look like and I've learned a lot in this last year I don't want to be super chaotic on my page so house updates probably going to be on the weekends and during the week I definitely want to share more of mindset shifts wellness tips choices that we can make in our days that will help us live with more fulfillment and purpose and feeling good about ourselves I, if you don't know me, I am a super sensitive person. One of the things that I learned in the first year of doing the podcast was what highly sensitive people are. And that has been so true and validating for me to learn about because I really think that that is where my lens is coming from with the podcast and anything that I really put out. It's coming from this lens of someone who is hypersensitive to stimuli, environment, anything that's going on. I have put a lot of awareness and intention around understanding myself in that way and how I can really leverage my sensitivity to bring a new perspective because I think something that I have really been thinking about lately is with COVID and the last few years and just like it's chaotic, right? We We feel that, we know that, and we are trying our best to get through it. A lot of people are feeling overstimulated with what's in the news, what the shifts are in our daily life because of COVID and the things that we have to change. And people are feeling overwhelmed and people are feeling anxious for the first time, experiencing these things in a new way that they're not maybe used to. But I am very used to feeling this way. I was already working so hard in my daily life to find ways that I can best support myself when I feel that way and really navigate the world as someone who is extra sensitive and really feels all the feels. And I really feel like my perspective is different and the way I live my life is different because I don't feel like I was necessarily made to live in the pace that I have around me currently with the nine to five and the moving and the fixing up. I really feel this like sense of purpose with providing 
perspective from this sensitive standpoint. And I think it's something that we're missing at a large scale in our culture and something that I hope we can embrace more and really cultivate. And, you know, even if you're not someone who identifies as being super sensitive, like we literally all have feelings and they're all going to kind of overcome us at some point in our life. Or maybe you just want to bring more intention to your day to day and you want to do small things to start living your life in a way that feels better for you. That's really what I want to share on the podcast and on Instagram. I want to be a part of the conversation that moves our culture forward to embracing sensitivity and taking really good care of ourselves before we work for someone else's agenda. So now that I've rambled on, you're probably like, what the heck is this episode about? But you already know because you saw the title. It's about the winter blues and how we can give ourselves extra support through the winter. I have now had 29 winters. I probably was conscious for 15 of them, let's say. So I've had my practice with winters and I've always lived in a place that has winters. I'm from the Midwest and we have some gnarly winters and they definitely affect my mood especially around this time of year, mid-January. I mean, February is honestly maybe worse because you're like so anxious for the sun to come out and just for those longer spring days and it can be rough. The last few years though, I have been really trying to embrace the winter season because it's like half the year. It's a significant amount of time that the days are short, it's cold, maybe it's snowing, it's uncomfortable, and I don't want to feel this sense of dread for months of my year. And I really, I was noticing that I was doing that, like just waiting for it to pass and waiting to get to summer. That sucks. We want to be able to enjoy all of the seasons of life that we're in. And I think there is some metaphorical parallel there to being able to really embrace winter for what it is. And and there are some things we can do to make it a little bit more enjoyable for ourselves, but it just requires a little intention, a few little shifts. So I've put together a list of things that I do that I think will help. So pick and choose ones that you think like, dang, I'm not already doing that, but I think that could really help me or that's a good idea. Let's let's go through the list. And then I've also asked you guys over on Instagram to tell me something very specific that you do when you need a pick-me-up because we can always use some new ideas and maybe this will inspire you to try something or at least just give yourself some extra love and cozy care in the winter. But first, I definitely want to say that The winter blues is not the same as depression. I'm not saying if you do every single thing on this list, you're going to feel 100% because I do these things and I don't feel 100% every second of every day. I still have days that I cry a lot. I still have days that I feel sad for no reason. These are just ways that we can give ourselves a little extra support and just show ourselves some care in a season that might be a little bit difficult or can have some other things that are affecting our moods like no sun. I don't know if you've seen the new movie on Netflix called Don't Look Up. To be honest, I haven't finished it, but we started it, and it's a parody about our culture and society right now and how we don't always pay attention to our actions and can't see the bigger picture. But anyway, they make a point about how we don't want to feel negative feelings as humans, and there are so many distractions that we can choose to prevent us from facing certain feelings that we don't want to feel. Really, it's about how badly we 
do not want to feel uncomfortable emotions and can really get caught up in constantly trying to feel good and only good. So before I get into this list, I do want to say that I that's not what this list is about and it's not going to distract you from facing real feelings if, if you're meant to face them. These things can just help us feel a little bit more supported and navigate winter in a way that feels better when we're not getting things like sunlight or activity outside. I mean, those are two things that make me very, very happy but I don't get to do them as much in the winter, especially this season because we didn't get ski passes. We're here in Colorado, but with the house reno, um, it just, I don't know when we would ever have time to do that. So taking out another winter activity that usually makes the season more enjoyable for me, these things on this list help me have less friction with the whole winter scenario, you know? But it's not gonna make like drastic changes in mental health. I think you know what I'm saying, always with the disclaimers, let's get into it. Number one, get up earlier. The early evenings can be a real bummer, especially if you work full-time indoors. Maybe you don't get to see much of the daylight before it's gone, but the sun does rise a little bit earlier in the winter, and I used to not adjust my sleep schedule in the winter at all, and this year I've done that a little bit more intentionally. I sleep in on the weekends still. I usually sleep in on the weekends until like 9 or 9.30 if I'm being honest. I need a lot of sleep, you guys, so I really take it on the weekends. While I am a, a single childless millennial, that's what I do. But during the weekday, I do try to get up with the sun or close to when the sun comes up because it just makes sense. You know, if I'm really missing the sun in the evenings, then I am definitely going to be awake for it in the morning so I can get as much sunlight and daylight as I possibly can in these short, short winter days. What you do with those extra minutes, hours, whatever of getting up a little bit earlier is totally up to you. If you like to work out in the morning, can't relate. I am definitely a midday workout or evening gal. But maybe it's a workout, maybe it is cultivating a a morning routine that does really serve you, whether that's journaling or listening to music or taking a really long hot shower to wake up. My morning routines look pretty different because I really go off what feels good to me for that day. So sometimes it's the full thing, it is movement. I usually do like 15 to 20 minutes of intentional movement, whether that's like yoga or stretching, whatever it is, something light. Then I might journal. I probably am taking a shower, getting ready, listening to a podcast while I do that. That's like my ideal morning. If I don't feel like doing that, then it is maybe just getting up, making myself a cup of coffee and sitting on the couch and just sitting there. Maybe it's like a meditation or something, but make the morning for you and acknowledge the sunlight because it's just so precious in those dark winter days. Number two thing that I do in the winter is I invest in mood lighting. Whatever that means to you, lighting I think is everything in the winter. Since the nights are long, we're using a lot more artificial light Make your lights spark some joy in your life. Give them a little thought. Maybe that is one of those happy lamps if you've seen those. I know that's a pretty big recommendation for getting more of that feeling of light in the wintertime. I don't personally have one, but I do think lighting in general makes a world of difference in the winter. It could be candlelight. That is personally one of my favorite forms of light. I'm obsessed with candles year-round, but I really go through them in the winter because I light a candle at least every single night. Feels cozy. Smells amazing provides a soft flickering light. And I also have one of those sunset lamps that were trending on TikTok a while back and have it in our bedroom and I turn it on every night like after work. So every time I go in there, if I'm grabbing something, it's just, it feels like a different atmosphere and it's something special. I'm not gonna get that when it's 
6 p.m. in the summer because there's light outside. Maybe you get like a star projector and you put it on your ceiling or twinkle fairy lights that you can decorate with or maybe you have not a Christmas tree but like another tree that you keep on all winter long. I mean think about the holiday season. When everyone takes their lights down it's dark. So finding ways to recreate that glow that we love so much around the holiday season without the holiday theme, I think can really help us get through the dark days of winter. The third thing I have on my list is maybe one that you've heard before, but it is sleep more. As someone who feels very, very sensitive to my environment, it is harder for me to stay awake in the winter because it's dark. Like it is the environment for sleeping. So my body is like, all right, we're shutting down. It's time to go to bed. And I think it's true for many, whether we're conscious of it or not. There's more darkness and our bodies react to that light. I really thrive on nine hours of sleep. That's my sweet spot. I used to like fight that a lot because I had this thing in my head that said sleeping nine hours every night makes me lazy or weak or inferior to the people who thrive on seven hours or whatever. I think you should sleep for as many hours as feels good and is serving you well. And that's the key, serving you well. So if you're sleeping like 10, 11 hours a night and you wake up and you're like, Ugh, like groggy and feel like you're wasting time and don't really feel like you need that sleep but maybe you're like using sleep as more of a coping mechanism to just kind of like check out for longer periods of time like check out from reality kind of thing I've definitely done that in the past which is why I bring it up so that's not what I'm saying here I'm not saying like check out all winter and just wake up in the spring like a bear we're not hibernating but I do think that if you need an extra hour or half hour or whatever that feels good and is serving you in the winter then feel empowered to take it because it is like a natural response to the environment shifts that we're seeing in the winter number four this is maybe not a new recommendation but vitamin D. I cannot say that I am super consistent with taking vitamin D in the summer because I don't feel like I need it as much. I spend much more time outside in the summer. I can get it very naturally, but I make it a point in the winter to take vitamin D supplements every day because I know that having low vitamin D can impact our mood and I'm trying to keep my mood up, trying to keep it as up and lifted as possible because I want to feel good. And vitamin D is a sneaky thing that we don't really notice, but it really does impact our mood if it's low, if we're deficient. And the name of the game here is not to have any other factors that are impacting our mood, right? Like we just need some extra support with the vitamin D in the winter sometimes. So I take three things every morning. I take a probiotic, I take my ashwagandha gummies for the low cortisol and managing stress hormones, and I take vitamin D. I think these are really supportive for me, and while the change is subtle, I do feel a difference if I consistently take them. Of course, the best thing you can do is actually get out in the sun, but maybe take inventory of your house and when the when the shadows hit and when the lights cast through the windows and go sit in front of that window. Sit in the warmth of the ray of sun, just like a dog. If you have like a puppy, I mean, I show Rocket doing this all the time, but he finds the sunspots in the house and he lays in them. So find a sunspot sit in it for 20 minutes however long the sunspot is there and even though it's not going to be as strong as the rays would be in the summertime it's still going to help us get a little bit more vitamin d feel the warmth on our skin it just feels good we are team vitamin d in the winter in the summer but definitely in the winter the fifth thing on my list you don't even know how long this list is but we are at number five and number five is plan some things 
If you live in a place that's cold and winters can be harsh, I think this one is especially helpful because in the summer, I feel like there's more spontaneous things coming up. There's just more activities going on around us that we can jump in on, choose to participate or not. There's just more things on the social calendar in general. Obviously, COVID is a thing and do things within your comfort level with one or two people maybe that you feel comfortable with. But having a few things to look forward to that are happening in the winter months can help. That's the key. If you live somewhere that has winter sports or activities accessible, for sure do them if you enjoy them like skiing or snowshoeing or snowboarding or snowmobiling. All of those things are super fun and definitely make the season more enjoyable. If you don't have options like that or if you don't like activities like that, which is totally valid, plan other things that you do enjoy. Even if it's a few more dinners out, seeing people, getting out, it helps. The point is not to have everything we're looking forward to happening in the spring. So lots of people plan trips for later in the year, which that is a great distraction and it's super fun, gives us something to look forward to. But have things in the current season that you can look forward to. Make them more shorter term. So maybe it's not like this huge trip to Morocco or wherever, but it's a dinner with a friend at your favorite cozy restaurant downtown. I do both of those things. So we have a trip coming up in like early spring, end of March, and we're going to go to Joshua Tree, which I have never been to before. So we are talking about that and planning and looking at Airbnbs and looking at activities that we want to do. And that is so much fun. But I also have these shorter term things on the schedule. I mean, honestly, there's not too many right now because I am so overwhelmed with the house renovations, as you know. But if you have any friends that have birthdays in the winter, like this is the time to celebrate them and use it as an excuse to do something and get people together and just do something a little bit extra fun. We went out last night to celebrate Steph, who was on last week's episode, if you haven't listened to that one. She is just a gem of a human. She is a beautiful creator and photographer, and she's so, so talented. But anyway, it was her birthday. So we went out to dinner, and then we went to this like 90s cover band at a brewery, and I went home early because that's where I'm at these days. But it was great. I got to go out for a few hours and see my friends and connect and get out of moving mode, which I've been in for a long time. And it just helped. And that's been on the calendar since, you know, several weeks ago. And I was looking forward to it. All right. This next one, number six, is kind of like vitamin D, but number six is stay warm. I was going to say nothing irritates me more than being cold, but I am very sensitive and the truth is a lot of things can actually irritate me, but being cold is definitely a big unconscious one for a lot of people. If you're one of those people that are like, nah, I'll just be cold for a second while I run into the store and then you also find yourself really, really pissed off the whole time you're running errands, wear the right kind of clothes. This one is actually inspired by Taylor, my husband, because being cold and not knowing it is like his specialty. <laughs> Tis the season to pull out all the stops and get all the cozy things. Make sure you're prepared for the weather to keep your mood in check. And maybe think twice if you're like, dang, but this coat doesn't go with my outfit or I'll be fine. I can just put up with a little cold for a little bit. Like, no, if it's irritating you, then you need to be warm. Next on the list at number seven is not a suggestion just for the winter, but I will present it in a way that makes sense for the winter season. But I would suggest this at all times, and it is limit media consumption. To Taylor, my husband, he works for Comcast, and he works on basically storage capacity for cable, and it changes based on how many people are streaming at any given time. 
And it turns out there's a massive increase in TV watching in the fall when people start to stay home more and the seasons change and they watch TV more. And I think that's probably true for social media and spending time on our phones. This is honestly something that I really have an issue with, particularly social media, and I am really trying to work on it. But it can be really easy to turn to all the media options we have in the wintertime when there's less going on. But I don't think we're doing ourselves any favors by consuming more media in the winter. It's just kind of like working against us if we're trying to be happy and feel better and feel more stable like this is not how you do it like scrolling and reading the news especially in today's era of news it's not helpful there is never a better time than right now to start implementing boundaries with media consumption and really evaluate what's working for you and what's not if you feel like your mind is racing and you have short attention span and you have a hard time being still or getting like a cohesive thought from your brain, look at media consumption because that's something that I have really experienced and observed with when I consume too much. I find it really difficult to think a straight thought because I'm just, it's like a scroll, you know? I can get new entertainment in my feed at like 0.2 seconds if I just keep scrolling. And eventually that's how my brain tries to think as well. It's quick, it changes thoughts very, very quickly and it's really scattered, it doesn't feel good. So evaluate your media consumption, set some boundaries and start implementing them. And you know what, carry that through the summer because it is always a good idea to limit media consumption. Eight on the list is keep up with your routines but shift as necessary for the season like maybe you usually go running outside and now you can't do that because it's cold and now you're losing out on all the mental health benefits that a run could give you because you aren't doing it keeping with the routines we follow at other times of the year can really help us i've thought about this one a lot and i have a theory the theory is that when the seasons change it's also when the holidays are ramping up and our routines either change or just simply get like totaled they're totally out of whack with family time and travel and celebrations and shopping and closing out the year there's so much going on at the same time the days are getting shorter then we get through all that here we are in january the hubbub of the holidays has passed and we're like wait what am i doing coming back to the routines we might have lost touch with because of the craziness of the end of the year can really help us get back to feeling flow in our day and get out of like a funky and off feeling especially if that thing is like movement or something that is really known to give you mental health benefits and then you cut it out of your life for the winter time it's like makes no sense so we have to do those things so many people are stressed out around the holidays too and i think this is a really big reason why the routines and our daily lives and, and everything is just totally gone for like weeks at a time and it can take us some time to get back into it after the holidays and and all of that but my point is don't wait until the spring to re-implement things that make us feel good that we might have gotten off track with like Let's still keep them and, and get back on track in the thick of it in winter because it's only going to give you that much more support in feeling your best. Okay, number nine is another sneaky one, kind of like staying warm in vitamin D. I should have done like a whole category for like sneaky things that affect our mental health in the winter, but this one is stay hydrated. That means like both skin and the internal organs, you know? It's something we're not always aware of unless you're like me and you notice like every single dry skin cell on your body because it's uncomfortable, but it's drier in the winter, especially if you live at elevation like I do in Colorado. Holy cow, the dryness has hit me hard this year. 
and I put extra care into drinking room temperature water in the winter or warm like tea, but I, like most Americans, enjoy a freezing glass of ice water, but not in the wintertime. So sometimes I catch myself not drinking because I... I didn't think about drinking warmer water, but make sure you're drinking enough water daily because you're really just setting the foundation for a good mood. It's just a sneaky thing if you're dehydrated. I mean, you know the feeling. You just are a little on edge. Makes it harder. And I also mean hydrating the skin too. I just started dry brushing this year and I am obsessed. If you don't know, dry brushing is essentially taking a bristle brush and brushing your body in certain directions. It's like gua sha for your face, but for your body. So it wakes you up, it helps increase circulation, it helps exfoliate the dry skin, and I love it. And I think it's good, again, all year round, but especially in the winter, I think it's just really invigorating the way that the bristles, the bristles, <laughs> not a Brussels sprout, the bristles of the brush really do stimulate you in a different way. It's just a great practice to get into. It's a time that you are showing care and love to your body intentionally. It only takes about five minutes before you get into the shower and it helps you exfoliate all that dry skin and then you can just layer on a thick, thick layer of moisturizer and it keeps you feeling comfortable in the winter. It kind of makes me think of kids. I used to be a preschool teacher and I worked with toddlers between the ages of like 16 months and two years old, three years old, toddlers. And they are very sensitive, most toddlers are. And so stuff like this can really impact them, whether it's like an itchy tag on their coat or their socks are a little off and they don't like the way that it feels. Like that's what I'm getting at with the vitamin D and staying warm and staying hydrated. These are very small things that can fly under the radar, but they affect kids very, very clearly. And then when you're an adult, do you think it doesn't affect you as much? Like, it does. It's just not as top of mind. Staying hydrated is one of the most important things you can do for your body, especially in the winter, both inside and out. Okay, I have just two more. Number 10 on my list is making a ritual out of winter. Humans love routines, and we love to know what's coming. And unless you live in a place that doesn't have winter or doesn't get as cold, this is something that happens for a significant portion of the year every single year. Learning to appreciate winter for what it can offer, time of introspection, slowing down, getting cozy, and knowing it's not going to last forever, it is going to be springtime eventually, can help us reframe how we feel about winter and maybe dread it a little less next year. Make it a special time in your own way. Have like your own winter protocol that you can switch to every year when the days get darker. Stop trying to make winter feel like summer because it's not going to. Make it special for you and maybe it won't be as dark. Or maybe it will. Maybe it's going to be a really tough season for you, but you're going to have this list of things that you know you can do to help support you and give yourself extra love and care throughout a season that can be definitely challenging. And the last one, number 11, the bonus one on my list, is if you do feel like you need extra help in the wintertime, then ask for it. Maybe it's therapy. There's lots of options now for online therapy or in person, you know, whatever you need, whatever you're comfortable with. But if you're tiptoeing into the arena of therapy, um, it can feel kind of funky and weird. But maybe it's something that you start in the winter because you recognize that that is a time that you could use extra support and someone in your corner. So maybe it's just something that you do for a few months, not something that you need all year long, 
but could be extra supportive short term if you need it. I mean, I'm a huge proponent of therapy all the time, all year round for the rest of your life. But if you're not in that camp yet, then start small and start seasonally. Okay, now I want to share just a few of the submissions that I got on my Instagram stories when I asked you guys something very specific that you do when you need a pick-me-up because we all need our back pocket of pick-me-ups in the winter and I love hearing what other people find comfort in. This first one, I'm like, why the heck am I not doing this already? But she said, putting my blanket in the dryer, tea, and ice cream. Putting your blanket in the dryer, you're a genius. I don't know why I'm not doing that. I do have this heating pad that you put in the microwave and I that is like my best friend in the winter time but heating your blanket in the dryer uh, that's Rocket's favorite thing so of course I would like that as well and of course tea and ice cream my favorite tea is a seasonal tea from celestial seasonings it's called sugar plum tea I don't think that they have it anymore but I always stock up on it that's a really good tea and then ice cream god I love ice cream I think I've for sure been subbing ice cream for crumble cookies. I just found out we live seven minutes away from a crumble cookie at our new place and I've been there twice and it's only been seven days. All right, someone else said, I drop what I'm doing and treat myself to a coffee run. Giving myself 30 minutes of intentional time and love is such a good reset. Could not agree more and... Yes, love a good coffee run unless I'm feeling super anxious and think that that coffee is going to send me to the moon, then I will skip the coffee and maybe get something non-caffeinated. But I love that idea and recognizing that I could use 30 minutes right now. Wow, like that's amazing and definitely is a good reset if you're able to take that time. With this one, she said 30 minutes of intentional time, like me time. And then like, I immediately want to ask like, well, what does your intentional time look like? Because it is going to look different for everyone. So I think identifying what intentional time looks like to you and what really is serving you is so key. If coffee does not serve you, don't do it. If taking a walk doesn't really serve you and you're still like racing, then don't do it. You have to do what works for you. So that intentional piece, it could be journaling, it could be putting away laundry because that's a mindful practice for you. Just identifying what works for you and taking time to do it, I think, is the message here. So thank you for your submission. Someone else said, having a conversation with one of my kids, which I think you could sub having a conversation with a friend or a family member or a loved one, just being able to find connection when you may feel a little bit more isolated in the winter months I think is an absolutely great idea whether that's like text or FaceTime or Snapchat or anything at all sending a letter like just making some type of human connection I think can go a really long way so I love this one someone else said exercise or eat my favorite treat but not let myself overindulge it's true that a really good workout can just really really make you feel better As I'm sure it's not a surprise, but when I have a lot going on, I really can't do intense workouts or long workouts, but I've been doing these like really short, like 10 to 20 minute workouts every single day. And even just that little bit amount of movement makes me feel so much better. Okay, next one, dance in my living room holding five pound weights. That sounds like so much fun. Five pound weights sounds like a lot because I do like at home bar and Pilates stuff and I have two and a half pound weights and five pound weights seems very, very heavy, but I'm sure it's really effective in terms of getting a workout and that sounds like a really great release. I'm so curious what your go-to song is. Do you have a playlist? You should share it. Someone else said, watch a show or a movie. 
And this is a classic. I think that oftentimes we say like, don't do this because we know that the boundaries are hard. But honestly, like sometimes it is really, really great and it's really restful and it totally can be a form of self-care and self-love and act like serves as like a little treat in some cases, just as long as you have healthy boundaries, of course, with anything. I obviously do not have healthy boundaries with media. That's why I feel the need to like over explain, but you get it. Someone else said a bubble bath with champagne and candles. Wow, that sounds so nice. I love taking baths. I cannot wait until we have our like more long-term home because I'm so excited to have like a really nice bath and champagne. Girl, you are fancy. What a moment you are creating for yourself and I'm so here for it. Okay, next one is I lay down for a nap but not all the way under the bed covers, just on the top one. Okay, I like how specific this is. Sounds like you're encouraging more of like a cat nap situation. You're not trying to fall like deep into sleep, but giving a little moment of rest, I appreciate that. I see it. Okay, big fan of this next one. Walk around TJ Maxx and have a parking lot picnic in the car by myself. Uh, The car is solitude if you do not spend an ungodly amount of minutes in your car before you're running errands or like when you're coming back to your car. I just love to sit in the car. Maybe you sit in the car for a few minutes before you go in your house. It's just a really great place of solitude, especially combined with TJ Maxx. 10 out of 10. This is a great pick-me-up idea. Okay, I just have two more. This one says, noise-canceling headphones and music that matches my mood. Taking time to feel helps me heal. Yes, yes it does. And I'm totally with you on the music. If I'm in a mood, ugh. Some of my year-end like Spotify rap playlists, 2016, it is dark. Like my top songs in that year are, they're very sad. And it it shows in my wrap-up. And it's not one that I would share. <laughs> I love the specificity of the noise-canceling headphones to really drop you into the mood. I love it. This last one is learning a new soup recipe. Incredible. Incredible piece of advice. I love it. Nothing cozier than soup, especially in a crock pot if you have one. And learning a new recipe every year for the winter season. And uh, that sounds delightful. I would like to come over. I think there's something else there too about being inspired by learning something new or taking initiative to learn something new. I think that's really good for our mental health and can certainly give us a boost and make us feel more confident because we just learned something and made this freaking delicious soup. We served it to people that we love and they loved it and it just keeps going. I think that is a really beautiful thing to do. it for this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it and I hope that you maybe take a thing or two from this week's episode and incorporate it into your week next week and for the rest of the season and I hope you're hanging in there. I know that the winter can be tough and it can definitely feel a little bit dark and not as hopeful, not as cheery, not as bright, but I think that it's beautiful in its own way. And I think we can learn something from leaning into the introspect and the slowness that the winter is really pushing us to have. If you like this episode or any of my recent episodes, it would mean so, so much to me if you would share it, tell a friend, text it to them, share it on Instagram, just tell anyone about it, and write a review on Apple Podcasts if that's something that you'd be interested in doing. It definitely helps people know that this is worth listening to. And please connect with me over on Instagram. It is my favorite thing of everything to connect with you there. Obviously, 
I don't really get to connect with you here. I'm kind of talking into a void and hoping that it reaches you. And I know that it does and I trust that it does. But I can really speak to you and get to know you. And that is like the true reward for me. So follow me on Instagram at the Tea Please Podcast and send me a DM or comment. I would love to get to know you. Have a great week, everyone. Thank you.